Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Greetings, my friends. Welcome once again to the Rise and Run podcast, episode 49. Golly, we're getting up there. Who'd have thunk it that we'd have uh, had this many? But we're excited about it. We're excited that you're here. Big training weekend. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. If you're hanging with us, we hope we can help you get through this one. Hey, I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Allie. Hi, friends. With Lexi. Hello. With John. Hey, how you doing? And with Alicia. Hello. Jack's not with us tonight. We got two special guests tonight. Please meet our friends, Jen. Hello. And Chris. Hello. Guys, thanks for joining us. We're, we're really happy to have you here. Uh, it's always fun. I love expanding the community. I love meeting. Now, Jen's been with us before. Jen, you came to talk with us about the New York City half? That is correct, yes. Ah, right. John but and I, I were The girls weren't there, so I'm excited that the girls are here now. <laughs> they Yay! weren't. Yay! They were not. Well, where the heck were you guys? <laughs> All right, let's, well, that's a different topic. We'll leave that alone. And uh, this is the first time for Chris, although Chris is a member of that Run Dopey community that we had so much ta fun talking with, oh gosh, about six weeks ago now, I think it was, Chris. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Well, we're glad you're here, both of you. All right, friends, let's take a look. What do we have going on this week? Uh, real quick note, stay with us for our race report spotlight. Another friend, Jen, will be with us for that one. Training this week, always take a look at that. This is a big week. If you're training for the marathon weekend, and especially if you're training for Goofy or Dopey, this is your first double up weekend where you have events on back-to-back -back days, Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, whatever works best for your schedule. And you will note that the first event is a four-mile walk. And that the second one is a 13-mile run-walk-run. Now, we get the same question every year. It's a legitimate question, especially, especially if you're new to the Galloway training. And that is, do I have to walk that four-miler? And Allie put her hand down real quick. <laughs> I was going to say, Bob, do I have to walk that four-miler? <laughs> Allie, you don't have. No, you can roller skate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bef I, I've got an answer to the question, but those of you who've done it before, what do you do in the double-ups when it says walk? Uh, that, that's a good question. So depending on how I feel, sometimes I will, I will run it. Sometimes I will do uh, half and half. I'll, I'll run a little bit, walk a little bit, like walk a mile, run a couple miles, walk a mile, and that's it. It all, it all depends how I feel that day. I feel like the the important thing with these double ups, especially if you're doing dopey or goofy, is time on your feet. Yeah. 
Um, that's the key with why we do the double ups. Um, and the way that the Galloway plan has us doing them, it's so that our feet can get used to being on them as much as we're going to be on them. So as Jeff has said on our previous episodes, it doesn't matter how slow you go. Um, same with the walking. Walking is okay. Like Lexi said, it's the miles on our feet. Um, and so personally, I've walked them before. I think the best thing to do is think about how you want to do the race weekend. If you're really trying to run every single race, um, if you're doing goofy or dopey, then maybe try that out and see if that's working for you. Um, or think about how you want to, do you want to walk part of it? Do you want to run part of it? Like John said, um, and really take the time. These That's what training's for is to figure out um, what you want to do. But if you're not sure, I would say, like Jeff had written it, walk the first one and then run, walk the um, the longer one. That's a really good point. Yeah, good points all. Um, here's one thing I want to add in there. The training plan is set up so that you have the energy after your long weekend to continue training the next week. And that's a little bit of a difference from the actual event itself. So you want to conserve a little something so that when, whether you start Monday or Tuesday, when that rolls back around, you're not completely dead on your feet because you ran hard. You don't, you absolutely don't want to run hard, both of them. You don't want to do that in your training. You want to, we heard the term spend time on your feet. You want to go at your endurance race pace which Jeff describes as two minutes slower than your race pace. But my advice on that first one is, yeah, go ahead and walk it. So you can do it. If you need to run a little bit of it, that's okay. But just bear in mind, it's not the end of your training. You got to keep on going. So reserve some of that energy. And as far as training's going, um, I did another Magic Mile last week. And I shaved another five seconds off. So oh, that's good. That was cool. Um, and then today, <laughs> it was fifty-five degrees outside. Yay! Um, and no, I was it wasn't. Like, <laughs> oh, wait, where you are? Okay. okay. Here in Atlanta, it was fifty-five degrees. Really? Outside. And I was wow. like, maybe I should do another Magic Mile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. But no, okay, that's okay. Yeah, that's I tempting. That's perfect because- weather. Yeah, I was just like, this is amazing. I'm not even sweating. There's no effort being put in. <laughs> I wonder what my magic mile would be like. <laughs> it's it's good. Now, remember what you're using the magic mile for, too. And there's, a, there's, there's a good news and bad news story here. Let's say you shaved a minute off of your magic mile. Then your training paces would increase also. Yes, that's so, true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> so... So maybe it's good. But yeah, I noticed on the weather map of the U.S. that there is a cold front coming through the southeastern United States and it's bringing drier and cooler air. It's not getting this far south. It is getting into the Florida panhandle, but it's not getting this far south. We won't see that for another four to six weeks. Yeah, I will say I think my goal is kind of changed for because I'm doing New York um, and then I'm doing Dopey. So I I think my goal for New York is more of just do it to enjoy it. And if I'm slower, um, mile, like pace wise, it kind of doesn't matter what time I finish in. 
mentally I would still like to finish before my Berlin time and you know since it's going to be an official time um but I I think my goal is kind of switch to just dopey being faster than the 16 minute mile so I don't have to quite worry as much about the balloon ladies so that was an interesting like mindset shift I think that I went through this week it's good like see it's good you always like to see those numbers coming down a little bit so even if you do have to pick up your training paces a little bit, it's encouraging that you can see some progress being made. So good for you. I know we have a lot of exciting things to talk about on tonight's episode, but I think we would be remiss if we did not highlight at least what is, in my opinion, the massively underwhelming announcements that we got on Sunday uh, from Josh Tamara from the D23 conference. But... That being said, who like jaw hit the floor when they said, and speaking of running, Run Disney is coming back to Disneyland. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think a lot of folks did. I remember I was sitting in my office, um, which I wasn't watching the live broadcast, but uh, Greg, you you messaged our group chat and I audibly was like, oh my gosh. I actually saw it on social media first before I saw it in our group chat. And I was like, what? And my mom was like, are you yeah. okay? I'm like, yeah, Disney, run Disney at Disneyland's <laughs> coming back. And she's like, oh gosh. She goes, I guess we're going back to Disneyland. But I'm very, very excited. Um, I got to do two races there before they stopped them. And I really, really, really enjoyed um, running at Disneyland. So I'm very excited. I never got to run at Disneyland. I just saw my wallet get lighter. My <laughs> wallet got lighter, yeah. yeah. I know Jack and I would be very excited if a Marvel race came back. Me too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I texted my kids or at my family like immediately. I was like, well, because we just went to Disneyland last October. And I was like, well, we're going back in 2024. Get ready. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they just announced the races are coming back. So I'm very excited because I didn't get to do them either. Cool. I wish there was more information. <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah, I, I was at Disneyland not that long ago. I think it was July of nineteen seventy six. I was at Disneyland. <laughs> oh yeah, not not too long ago. <laughs> not, I wasn't too long ago. It was seventy six. <laughs> yeah, it was seventy six. Yeah. Um, one comment this morning from customized training plan is note that Disney didn't say when in twenty twenty four the runs were coming back. Uh, I think some folks have jumped to the thought that they'll come back in January. Not so sure that that's going to happen. And Disney tends to have, and I'm actually stealing some comments from Coach Twiggs here. Disney tends to have a season and they start their running season. We know down at Disney World in November and it runs through, what is it, March? Yeah, end of March. And that may be the same deal in Disneyland. So even though it says 2024, that doesn't necessarily mean right away in 2024. May have to wait a little while, but yeah, I'm going to try my best to get there too. So I'm excited about it. What what other announcements that were made? I was on an airplane flying back from Pennsylvania when all this went down. I read all your uh, message that you posted after I got home. So what else was on there that got folks excited? So hopefully all you guys do in springtime 
might be able to ride Tron. Yeah. It will finally open in spring of 2023. Yeah, that'll be fun. And uh, dinosaurs going away, which is not a maybe maybe going away. Which... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a for sure or not. Uh, it I just says the, the Dino Land area. Yeah. yeah. So it could yeah. be I don't know if the actual dinosaur ride will go away, which I know is Jack's favorite ride. Mine too. Um, um one of mine. <laughs> and it's a good I, ride. I hate that ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm with sorry. you, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I can't opinion. ride it. Um, I can't do it. Uh, but there, I know there's been talk about a Zootopia land yeah, cool. ish, yeah. In, uh, I think. An Animal Kingdom, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we've already kind of heard about the announcement of Journey of Water that's inspired by Moana that's going to be in Epcot. Right. And right, that was, but that was part of the uh, Epcot redesign plan, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was, yeah. and I think that's slated to be um, late twenty twenty three. I don't know. I just want the daggum yeah. walls to come down at Epcot. I know. I'm yeah, about, I'm about tired of those. And they showed off the new statue that's going to be in Epcot of Walt. Okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, apparently Figment is going to come back and meet park guests at the in- end of 2023 in oh, Epcot. That's neat. That's neat. Uh, I mm-hmm. know Haunted Mansion is going through a redesign. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're adding the Hatbox Ghost. <laughs> and I think a bunch of others. So I think the entire ride is kind of getting a refurbishment, huh. which is okay. kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. They've also talked about finally coming back the Tiana's Bayou Adventure that's going to overhaul Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. I have mixed views about that. <laughs> I I love the idea of Tiana having representation and a ride at Disney World. I think it's amazing. But Splash Mountain is like OG Disney World. Yeah. And it makes me sad to make that that ride go away because that's one of the first Disney experiences that I ever had. That I ever had. Okay. I understand so that. The nostalgia part of me, you know, yeah. it makes me sad. Um, but I'm excited about Tiana's ride. It looks the, it, it looks very uh, like up with the times and there's a lot of really cool concepts that they've talked about bringing in. So harmonious is going away. What's and up with happily that? ever after is coming back. Yeah. Thoughts on the harmonious departure? I never. I I wasn't too excited about harmonious, but I, I liked, liked it. it. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I I feel like it was. I feel like it was better than Illuminations, but I feel like they could have done something different. I just wish that they. With all the money they spent on the different screens and stuff, you could see it from every angle like you yeah, could with illuminations. Because depending, I sat at Japan's restaurant more than once and you could not see what was playing. And that was unfortunate because otherwise it would have been a perfect view. It's a perfect view at the Starbucks, I notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> yeah, I, I Harmonious. Well, Harmonious was... I think certainly better than Epcot forever, but Epcot forever was never intended to be forever. <laughs> I think. Right. Only what I'll what be curious to see is 
is this going to be a complete overhaul? Are the big contraptions in the middle of the lake going to be gone? Or are they just going to continue to use them, only rebuild the images and redo the show? And I tend to think that they're probably going to get rid of them. Well, they've had such pot of like people liking the show and not liking the contraptions and like the things blocking the views and and all of that so that might be yeah. part of the reason even though they light them up during the day with uh, a 50th anniversary logo in there they're not exactly all that nice looking well so they respect a little they were supposed to have fountains going throughout the day, but that yeah. never happened. So I think that's one of the problems. That's part of it. Yeah. As I recall, one of the early tests, the water blew over into the uh, England area. <laughs> so <laughs> that didn't work. Although on a hot day, that might not be a bad thing. Allie, what you got? One of my favorite things that got revealed at D23. Well, I have two of them. The first one is we got to see... Um, Halle Bailey as Ariel, and she killed it. Um, so that was one of the things I loved. And then the other thing that I loved was um, in Magic Kingdom, they're going to do an expansion, and they're going to have Coco and Encanto and villains, I'm which so I'm losing my mind about. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That was an interesting announcement about the villains. Well, yeah. I feel like they're trying to counteract the epic universe that Universal is doing. I think you're right on the money. Uh, because that opens in 2024, 2025. So I, I, I feel like that's probably a driving force be behind adding the extra lands and that kind of stuff. I think they should have an entirely villain's park. Ooh. In my personal opinion, I would be there all the time. <laughs> it's I think been a suggested. Lot of people would be, yeah, it's yeah. Been suggested, but I think you're gonna have to settle for whatever expansion to Magic I'll Kingdom. I'll take whatever you can get. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love villains so much. They didn't talk about bringing the lights back to the castle, did they? When they talked about happily ever after, they didn't like, like the Elsa lights, as I call them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't mention anything, but that was be especially at Christmas time. And they always kept it up for the marathon weekend. That was always fun. Do you know what's not getting a lot of play down there? Epcot's 40th. Hmm. Kind of got buried by Magic Kingdom's 50th, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and isn't because it that's... like 100 years of Disney is coming up yeah. soon too? There, there are speculation on, you know, the comments and stuff that the Run Disney Disneyland races would be 100-year themed like they did the 50-year. Maybe. That would know. be neat. That would be neat. Uh, Epcot 40th is actually what this October? October 1st. Next month. Yeah, yeah. wow. Not far Oh, away. and didn't they recently announce that um the 50th anniversary is going to be ending in like March or something? March, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, they gave a final date, March 31st. Okay. But they they dragged that out for a long. <laughs> right? They, they started it's the what? Fifth 50th anniversary for three years. <laughs> it was a year. It was a good year and a half. Yeah. Mickey and Minnie's party outfits are getting a, a good, good, good wear. <laughs> well, okay. So we had some exciting news. Uh, let's see how much of it comes to fruition and how long it takes. And <laughs> we're still around. 
Why? Hopefully, hopefully it moves a little faster than Tron has. I hope so. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't go through the kind of interruptions that we went through in 2020 or 21 or all that. I would, I would hope those are beyond us. But here's something for sure that we know is coming up very soon. When this podcast gets released, Wine and Dine Weekend will be a mere seven weeks away. It will be seven weeks from Expo Day. So we got less than 50 days to go. We tend to, and we don't mean to do this, but we tend to put so much emphasis on Marathon Weekend and the training for Goofy and the training for Dopey and the Marathon and all that. We don't overlook Wine and Dine because for a lot of us, it's a favorite, but it kind of gets lost a little bit in the shuffle. What I want to talk about tonight is the folks who are out there who are going to be running their first Disney race or and or their first half marathon. And when I introduced our guests, Jen and Chris, I said they've done some pretty cool half marathon stuff. That's why we asked them to join us tonight to talk a little bit about half marathons and maybe help some of you guys get ready. So let's start, Chris, let's start with you. Now, Chris, you and I have not met one another, but I feel like we could possibly be twin sons of a different mother because personally, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. What about you? The, the sinners are much more fun. a boy. I knew you'd pick up on that. <laughs> I knew I've been watching the music that, uh, You've been posting on your, I say, yeah, I like this guy. We're going to get along real well. <laughs> I knew, I knew you'd pick up on that, but Chris, uh, half marathon wise, what you been up to? So I started in October of 2020. Um, I started a, uh, at least one half marathon a month streak. And this is how it, if you're interested in how it became the streak that it became, um, it coincides with the cancellation of Dopey 2021, which is what I was signed up for. Mm. Um, at that point, I used private running, running coaches, and they said, uh, hey, um, do you want to run a virtual Dopey? And I said, no, I don't want to run a virtual marathon. So at that point, they decided, or we all decided as a group, um, hey, let's just focus on half marathon. So, so I ran, you know, October, November, December, um, January ran the virtual, whatever you want to call it, 5k, 10k half challenge, like the wine and dine or the princess. Right. Right. And, and, and at that point, um, I was a, uh, quote unquote victim of what's called what I call positive peer pressure. Uh, someone else said, Oh, I'm running a half marathon once a month for the entire year. You want to do it with me? And I said, sure. Why not? So ran it all throughout 2021. At that point they were like, well, what are your goals for next year? The coaches asked me and I said, well, I kind of like my fitness level running this one half marathon a month. So I just continued with that, and and that that's how we got where we are, or how I got where I am. Um, 
But uh, so, Chris, where where are you in the streak right now? I'm at 23, and 24 is scheduled for Saturday. Wow, awesome! Cool. That's amazing. Yeah, not not all. It, it's a mix of um, live races. Okay. And, uh, a lot of virtuals. Um, yeah. Some uh, some of them have been more than than one a month. Uh, sometimes the very first month was three. Oh wow! So and it was like back to back to back uh, weekends and um, and yeah, it, it it's it's worked out pretty good. And I, I don't plan on quitting um anytime soon i think i'll i'll probably continue it uh one of my friends said i should try for 50 i i don't know um i'll i'll probably keep doing it until uh until i'm not able um to do it anymore and you know like i said it's really it's more about the way i feel running the schedule that i run um more than than anything else. I mean, the, the, the 23 months, 24 months is, is kind of uh, looking back on it, it. It, it's, it's pretty amazing, but it didn't, it didn't start out like, Hey, I'm going to run, you know, a half marathon a month for two years. Mm. Uh, it just kind of morphed into that, uh, and got kicked off by, you know, the, the two things that I mentioned. Yeah. So I am very much a, uh, I, I would say, um, a half marathon ready uh, person, you know, and I've learned an awful lot about running and myself over the course of the last two years, uh, a lot of good things. Um, and uh, I try to convey that to people as often as I can um, through uh, uh, the Run Dopey Facebook group and, and try to share my, my experience and, and, and strength with people uh as much as i can great so clearly you'll have some ideas and some things to talk about with uh, as we as we chat this evening about getting ready for that first one at wine and dine now jen i'm sorry i don't have a song lyric uh to give you half of i should have i should have okay. planned a little i should have planned a little better but uh i i knew chris was going to pick up on that one i could have <laughs> given him a queen song lyric too but I, I, the Billy Billy Joel's got some of my favorite lyrics. So I think that would work. Um, however, Jen, you have accomplished a significant milestone with half marathons. Also, you set a goal for yourself, and you crushed it. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll start. Um, in 2018, I did my first full marathon at Disney, and um, I struggled with a major injury. Like I was in a boot three weeks before that marathon. Um, oh like my six gosh. Weeks. And so like, I was just happy to finish it. I was so excited like that I did it. Um, and so I kind of took that month of January off after the marathon. And, but then I thought, well, I think I'm just going to be one and done with the full, like I really did think that that distance was just a one and done. That's not true, but I kind of was like, <laughs> well, what can, what can I do? Um, and I thought, well, I really like the half distance that feels more manageable. So I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do 50, mar 50 half marathons before I turn 50. And at the time I was 38. So I thought, well, that's manageable. Like 
you know, you do a few year, like hopefully like I won't, that way I won't get injured. It'll just be kind of like do it, do one every couple months or whatever. So um, I think the first one, I think I signed up for the Star Wars virtual that year. That was the one like, cause the light side had got canceled and then um, they turned everything virtual. So I think I did the Star Wars virtual and then I signed up for just, you know, a couple like local ones throughout the spring and summer and like just was enjoying kind of checking them off. Um, you know, didn't have like, like wasn't on a, like a certain pace or anything. Um, but then I got into the 2019 New York City Marathon and then decided to do Dopey 2020. So that led to obviously a lot of training runs and wanting to sign up for races just to help with the training for that. So was able to check off quite a few more. Um, and then in 2020, that was, I was turning 40 that year. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to kind of like Chris, I decided that I, Dopey would kick off January and I wanted to do a half a half every month for the year of 2020, having no idea what 2020 was going to look like. <laughs> yeah, none of us did at the time. Right. right. So um, obviously a lot of the races I signed up for became virtual races, but it was really good. Ended up being, you know, just like for mentally for me, like running is so good. So it was good during the pandemic and when everything was, you know, shut down um, to have that kind of goal. Um, so I did all those in 2020, did a few extra and um, kind of did a lot in 2021 and happy to say that in July this year, I ran my 50th. So yeah, now did. I have to set a new goal because I'm only 42. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I remember when seeing when you did that. I remember the post. I don't remember where it was. Um, it was a local run. It was here. I'm in Indiana and it was, um, it was a Indiana women's trail half, so, oh, okay. which I've kind of tried to mix it up to. Like I do, I do yeah, some cool. trails runs in there just to, you know, not do them all at the same place or the same kind of race. So it sounds like for you, Jen, you had, um, that goal in mind of having, um, 50 half marathons before you turned 50. And that's probably what kept you motivated uh, throughout that. And my question is, what keeps you motivated now? And then my question to Chris is, what keeps you motivated without that kind of long-term goal in mind? Um, well, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> a few weeks ago when Jack um, was like talking about her race and how she had like she struggled a little bit like I was on a run listening to that and I literally like had tears in my eyes thinking like listening to her because I feel like um ever since I did that race it was in July I just I feel like I I don't know I just have some of it's been the heat like I do not like running in the heat and so I just yeah they've been hard runs slow down so much and um I'm training for Chicago. And so, you know, just having to do the long runs in the heat too has just been hard. And so I realized um, kind of like during that, I was like, man, I, you know, everybody keeps saying, are you going to like extend it now? And I feel like, yes, like I need to actually like, I've realized not having that goal of, you know, okay, now I, maybe it's going to be a hundred by, you know, by 50 because I did the 50 so fast that, that's going to help me, I think, just know that there's something there because I really do like the half distance and I feel like I'm similar to Chris. Like I really actually like, you know, other than tra right now I'm training obviously for Chicago and then Dopey, but outside of that, I kind of like the rhythm of always being half ready. Like I just, mm. that feels good for my, like for my body and just kind of like where I like to be in my training. Cool. 
What about you, Chris? Um, I, I have other goals as well. Um, I have, uh, uh, I, I have so many miles a month I have to meet mm-hmm. as well as a half marathon a month. I actually ran, uh, I started a run streak of, this is inexplicable as to why I started it June 1st, but it was 0.99 miles a day for 99 days. And actually it started out as just the month of June. And then again, positive peer pressure. Why don't you do it for 99 days? So it was all of June, all of July, all of August and hot months. <laughs> seven days into September. So I was running every day, uh, at least 0.99. Um, and you know, you, you have these, you have these big streaks like half so many months, uh, so many months in a row, or I, I want to run 50 before I turn 50. Um, of course on the pace Jen's going, she's going to run 150 before she turns 50. <laughs> you know, it, you can, you can pick up other things along the way, even if they're short term to kind of think, keep things interesting, you know, like let's, let's add something, let's add running every day or let's add, you know, a marathon or something at some point, it, you know, and it, it keeps things um, kind of, kind of fresh in your mind uh, and, 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 and challenges you beyond just, Oh man, I got to run another half marathon, you know? So, so we're, we're, we're very similar in that. Uh, Jen and I are very similar in that, you know, we like uh, where we're at uh, fitness wise running this type of schedule. And that's, that's the number one thing for me is, I like my fitness level. I like the fact that, um, you know, I can add on new things and not have it totally break me. Um, and, and you know, that that's, that's kind of what keeps me motivated through all this. And is half your favorite distance? Yes. I do not like marathons. I don't like training for marathons. Um, I actually, I take that back. I think my favorite distance is probably a 10K. Oh, okay. Um, because, you know, for me, like with a 5K, it feels like I'm sprinting the entire time. Uh, with a half marathon, it feels like, depending on what the course is, depending on what the weather is, man, some of those can just be really challenging. Um, you know, 10Ks seem like a good, you know, halfway point um, between those two. But, of course, there's not many 10Ks. You know, what do you do? You, you sign up for, for, for wine and dine. You sign up for princess. You sign up for, if you get in, you sign up for dopey and, and, and you get to do a 10 K as part of that. But, you know, we don't, we don't have many local 10 Ks. There's like two of them all year. Yeah. They're hard to find. I like the half marathons because you can, usually they're in like beautiful places or there's like a lot to see or they're themed really well. Um, is half your favorite, Jen? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I relate to what you said, Chris. I I do like the 10K. I still think, I think I put too much pressure on myself though. Like that it, again, kind of, I mean, 5K, I feel like I should be like running very fast, even though I'm not a fast runner, but it feels like I should be. And I still feel that pressure with the 10K, whereas I don't feel that as much pressure with the half of having a certain time goal. So I think maybe that's why I like, like that. You settle in there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to point out that another another one that I like that's kind of unusual is a ten miler. Yeah, that, that again, yeah, yeah. That's that's just that's far enough to be really challenging. And there, there's a real good ten miler local to me that I ran several times, and they got rid of it. <laughs> so, oh, bad. You know, I I really like that race. Um, but you know, when I see a ten miler offered somewhere. I'm I'm more likely to 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 sign up for that uh, as a result of that. So if you like those, Chris, you need to do the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia. That's a ten miler. That's, I think it's the biggest ten miler in the country. You get about thirty thousand entrants. Outstanding run. Really, really enjoyable. Straight shot up through the city of Philadelphia. No hills. You just have to turn around City Hall. Otherwise, it's straight the entire way. But that's a real good one. All right, great stuff, uh, Chris. Jen, that's that's why we have you here because you really have done a heck of a lot with half marathons. But we've done a couple also, gang. Just real quick, if you could, you got any idea how many you've done, Allie? You got any idea how many halves you've done? I've only been running since 2019, and that was my first half. Um, so I've probably only done maybe 20, uh, maybe less, maybe because that first year I did a lot, but. I think it's probably about under 20. I have to chuckle. We do the uh, runners. Uh, I've only done 20. Right. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> All right. It's good. Alicia, how about you? I'm on 17 right now. I'm trying to find a virtual one that I can throw in there so that marathon weekend will be my 20th. Okay. I'll have that's wine a neat thing. So we'll see. Hopefully I can that's, find something. <laughs> that's a neat thing. John, do you have any idea? I have no idea, but my first half was originally an 11 and a half mile run. And I'm like, I'm just so close to a half. I'm just doing the extra mile and a half. <laughs> okay. Lexi? I think I'm right around 20. I'd have to go count my medals to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried doing that. Knowing that uh, Chris and Jim are going to be with us, I tried to look also. Now, I, I don't know and I will never know because I did some in the 1980s and I don't remember how many. It was not a lot. Um, maybe five or six, but since then I started counting medals yesterday. I'm up around 40. Wow. Yeah. But I'm old. So I've done, (laughs) I've been doing, I've been doing it longer than you guys. So (laughs) yeah, it's, it's a favorite distance for me. Yeah. Same. Hey, do you have a favorite half? Can you think of a favorite half that you've done out of all those that you've accomplished? And you can answer with more than one if it's, tough to break it down i have a favorite half well i think i have two favorite that's fine go um my first one is the grand teton half marathon uh with vacation races oh my talked about it i can't wait it's beautiful i felt like i was running through the sound of music and the hills were alive around me um it was it was just so picturesque and green and mountains with snow and like i will say the altitude was tough because i'm training in georgia and that's in wyoming and it was very tough but vacation races is an amazing company they organize really amazing races the race announcer is fantastic uh we actually had a group that was running as the princess bride characters for that race that was really cool that's fun um (laughs) And I just, I thoroughly enjoyed myself the whole time. And you can watch my video on Passport to Run. There you and, go. And um, you can see, like, 
I just I just look like I'm having a blast because I was. Good. <laughs> um, second favorite would probably be. It would probably be the end of the road half marathon, which I actually did not finish. I did get swept on that one, but it was in Pennsylvania in October. Yeah, yeah. I kind of remember this one, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole theming was like it's on this abandoned strip of the turnpike and you go through tunnels and um, it's almost like end of the world type looking. All the tunnels have graffiti and the road is like not kept up. So there's like uh, grass and stuff in between all this uh, asphalt. And it was beautiful because it was fall and the red and the orange and the leaves were just everywhere around us. Um, it wasn't a difficult race by any means. I was struggling with plantar fasciitis flare up and it was, Oh, I think three, three or four weeks before Berlin. So I was just trying to like make it through without hurting myself more. Um, cause it was a training run. It wasn't the end goal in marathon training but yeah that that race and the medal was awesome <laughs> very good Allie what you got um well I was gonna say that I, I've done a lot of beautiful half marathons and I know I always say New England half marathon but I my favorite one is I know it's probably John's favorite one too so I don't know if you want to say it on three with me John marathon weekend no Sorry. I was gonna say Star Wars weekend. <laughs> I did not do the Star Wars one. You didn't. Oh my gosh. That was my favorite one of all time. Just because the way that they had, you know, lightsaber battles in the woods and they had like the dark area you'd run through and it was just like lit up with like smoke and like red glow and you could hear Darth Vader like breathing. It was just, it was just so cool. And it was so immersive and it was nothing like I had ever really run before. So that one is, that one's definitely got a special place in my heart. And I hope, <laughs> I hope that they have one in Disneyland. So yeah, <laughs> we'll that'd be cool. There. I yeah. was, I was signed up for the 2020 and you know, that happened. Yeah. Yep. So then what's your favorite, John? I had the marathon weekend. It was a, oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Go Fun through, the, cas- go through, go the, through castle. the castle. Yeah. I'm with the gang. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, you got one? Uh, there's there's a couple. Uh, actually, I, I could probably list three. Um, two of them are vacation races. One of them they don't have anymore. Um, the Mount Rushmore half marathon. Very cool. Uh, never been to that area of the country before. Uh, and even though it was up and down a mountain, it was still a, a really good race. Uh, the Smoky Mountain race in Smoky Mountain National Park is a really good one. And it's actually, um, uh, it's, it's deceptively challenging. It's basically all uphill, mm-hmm. but gradually. Um, and then the third that's, that's really good is the, uh, Space Coast half marathon yeah. in, uh, on the East coast of Florida in November. That that's another one, uh, 16 feet of elevation gain. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, you know, if the temperatures are good, um, that's one you can get a really good, if you're interested in getting a good time, that's potential there. Um, and I can, I I have lots of comments about the one I would not recommend. (laughs) All right, let's get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, 
Jen, how about you? Well, I, I go back and forth with like, which is my favorite with Disney. Um, I love wine and dine. I know like I just, yeah. And I, the only time I've gotten to do wine and dine, my husband and I did it for, um, our anniversary. Like it was right around our anniversary. So, mm-hmm. and he ran it with me. So that made it extra fun. And that um, after party is really great too. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah, it was very, very fun. Um, Obviously, I've already talked about like the New York City half. That was yeah, um, right. That was incredible. Sure. And then I guess locally, I would say though, um, and I think it's been talked about on here before, is the Indianapolis like mini marathon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You get yes. to run around the track. Like it's yeah. just a cool experience. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you're on that. It's it's hard because it's so hot on that track, and you get on and you're watching people that have gotten off, and you know that you have two miles. <laughs> Yeah. Still before you get to get off of it, but it's still really, really, it's just a like unique race. So. Okay. Alicia, it's just you and me. Go ahead. <laughs> my favorite, I haven't done a lot of not run Disney races, but honestly, my favorite is the one and dine half. Um, it was my, it was my first half and it will always have a special place in my heart. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've got to agree with that one. Same reason. I don't think it was the same. 2016 for me. I think you ran it the year before. Nope, that was my first. No, it was 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is, you know, the funny thing is I wrote this question and as I'm talking to everyone here, I'm thinking, I don't have a good answer. I haven't thought about it. But uh, the one I just did this weekend in Burdenhand, Pennsylvania was gorgeous. It looked gorgeous. Uh, yeah, those pictures re- are beautiful. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, I did one in Louisville, Kentucky, the uh, Kentucky Derby half marathon. That was fun. Also pretty well supported. Uh, so, and then John mentioned it, Space Coast. Space Coast is a lot of fun. So I asked for one I named four. Not so good. How about, let's see, I, I will start with the one I wouldn't do again. And, and I'll let you all answer this one too. I did one in Charlotte, North Carolina in the month of July that there's no way in the world I would do that one again. It was hot as blazes and it was really hilly. And the toughest hill came between mile 12 and a half and the finish. And I, I finished it, but of all the halves and I've, I've finished all the halves I've tried, but that's probably the one I came closest to going the heck with this. I'm done, but I didn't. So that would be, that would be mine. I forget what they called that one. But uh, don't run in Charlotte in July. Who else has? Well, Chris, you said you had one that was ready to go, so I'll let you go next. Yeah, don't don't run in Jekyll Island, Georgia, in October. Okay, <laughs> that's that's my recommendation. Ooh. That was my very first half marathon, and I had some friends that traveled um, with me to run that with me that were far more experienced and faster than me. And they talked amongst themselves and said, he'll never do another half marathon. It was that bad. Um, it was like a start temperature of 80. Um, you know, you, you, you've heard the horror stories of the, the 2020 Dopey Marathon. That's what that race was like, except it was a half marathon. And it, it was pretty, but, I, you know, it, it, that's just that's not a fun experience um, uh, going through that. 
And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's typical weather for that time of year, but I'm not about to find out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Lexi, like Jekyll turned into Hyde pretty quickly. See, I feel that way about the Smoky Mountains Half Marathon. <laughs> um, but it is solely because of the weather. Um, whenever we ran it, we being me and Jack, um, I think the high got to like 85 and it's, it's fall in the Smoky Mountains during the time of that race, but it was not fall when we were running that race. Um, and the last three miles were in complete sunlight. There's no shade. And I was, I was miserable. Like it, I I would really have to be talked into running that race again. <laughs> I love vacation races. I did not enjoy Smoky Mountains. Yeah, I, I I understand that. I've run that twice, and one time the start start temp was seventy, and the the next time it was fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fifty uh, one that was seventy, I ran by it myself. The one where it was 50, I ran with, there were like five other people there that I knew. So that kind of added to. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, the uh, the fun factor. Um, I, I just really like, yeah, and, and you're right, that race, the last three miles are, if it's hot, you're, you're mm-hmm. not going to have a fun time. But, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the, the first 10 are really pretty. Yes. So. It's one of those double-edged sword races. <laughs> yes. I have one, and I don't know why I'm getting everybody to say it with me, but Heidi, if you're listening, say it with me. The Halloween Halfathon in Fort DeSoto, Florida. We both met at that race, which we were – it was the same thing. It was a start temperature of over 80 degrees. It was 96% humidity, which – so when you went outside at 6 a.m., you were just like covered by a blanket of wet. And then as as it cleared up, as we started to run, the sun started beating down on us. And so Heidi and I were running from, <laughs> we were running from shady spot to shady spot, <laughs> like where the trees had some like little, we were zigzagging where there was like a little bit of shade. And we were kind of pacing each other back and forth. And by the end, we were just dragging ourselves to the finish line. I walked to the end, to the end of that finish line. And we both just, we were just both hanging out at the end. Um, and we kind of just, she said, do you want to, do you want to come walk around the expo with me? And I said, yes. And we've been run buddies ever since. Oh, that's so, cool. So that's a nice story out of it, but I would never, <laughs> and I know she would never run that race again. I'm sensing a theme that heat has a yeah. lot to do <laughs> yeah. whether or not you have fun. The, the, the yeah. thing is, see, Fort DeSoto is about 10 miles south of here. I do that every day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's a I nice place to run. It is. That doesn't mean I like it, but I, yeah. I, I get what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also had a bad experience when it was warm outside, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't ever try this half marathon again. It's called the Circle of the Lake Half Marathon. It's small, local, um, about an hour south of me. Um, but it was one of my faster half marathons, and I was third from last, and they started taking down the finish line before we got there, and there wasn't enough water. So I had a very unfortunate experience, so maybe it's gotten better, but that's why 
I didn't like that race. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, let's kind of see if we can't bring this back to where we started, which was that the idea that wine and dine is coming up. And do you have any kind of tips for first timers? You remember your first run? How did it go? What was good about it? And what would you try? What would you like to tell a first timer? One thing that I took a little while to learn was the importance of shoes. Um, I had a decent pair of running shoes. However, by the time I decided I was going to run my first half marathon, they already had a good number of miles on them. And instead of going to buy new shoes, I just was like, oh, I'm going to train and train and train. And I ended up getting injury. So really taking that time to get good shoes. And if you need new shoes, going and buying them. I know this gets said every week probably, but, you know, trust the training. Like, yes. You stole mine, <laughs> um, but that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then I think like one, I mean, maybe this is easy for some people. I don't know. But I think sometimes you can put way too many expectations or pressure on yourself for that first race. And I think it's just like you should, you know, if you trust your training, go out, don't have time goals, don't have like these huge expectations, just go and enjoy yourself and be proud of what you've accomplished and that, you know, you can say you have finished your first half marathon. So I just think setting low expectations is good because, you know, as we all know, things can happen on race day. You never know like what's going to happen. So, you know, if you just go out and have fun, I think that's the best you can do. Beautiful. I, and thank you. Now I won't have to say anything because that's exactly where I was going. Trust your training, no time goals, have a good time. Uh, that was exactly what I was going to say. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you're running, uh, if, if, if wine and dine is your first 5k, 10k half, any of those races, or you've never done the, the all three of them before, just go out there, have fun, finish it. It's going to be your PR. There you go. First half. That's right. Your PR. So I I find that um, the more I put pressure on myself to get a certain time, I if you give me a minute, I'll 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 expand on this a little bit. I have actually beaten myself up for really good race times because it wasn't some goal that I had that I'd arbitrarily set for myself. Right. That's good. Um, I'll give you an example that one of the goals for 2021 was to run a live race in under a 211, which is a 10 minute uh, pace, uh, 10 minute per mile. And we got to the very last one and we, I, it was space coast, the very last live race. And I got a pretty good time on that race, but it wasn't a 211. And I was like, you know, I was so frustrated. Mike, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, exactly. Why am I doing this to myself? I, and, and, and now it's more like, you know what, if I show up and I feel really good that day on a race, I'll race it, do the best I can. If I don't feel great, then no big deal. You know, it's almost like you you don't like have, you don't have fun afterwards and you automatically make that experience different than it could be because you probably had a blast at Space Ghost. I heard it's a party. 
Oh, the Cam- yeah. It's, it's, Camden, yeah. Yeah, it's a great race. And, 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 and half of the Facebook group was there. And I'm sitting here going, you know, mad because right. <laughs> I didn't get some arbitrary time. Like, I, like, like my livelihood depended on it. Like I was training for the Olympics. Right. Like I was trying to qualify for Boston. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. I just had this number, you know, this right. goal that I made up. And I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to see anybody else do that. Understand yeah. completely. Absolutely a, right. Don't there's a lot of external that. factors that you can't like, yeah, you can have a time goal, but you can't control, you know, if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you have a crick in your neck or if it's 90 degrees outside or if your pace was just a little bit slower because of j- that's just the day, you know, that's just something you can't control. Mm-hmm. Or, or it's raining. Mm-hmm. which I had that happen to a friend this weekend running a, a Boston or bust marathon. And she's like, Oh God, it's so awful. You know, of course it was 30 minutes faster than I've ever run one, but you know, it, it, I think for me getting wrapped up in, in, in time goals is, is something I'm just not, not interested in doing anymore. One thing I was going to say was I was going to expand upon what you guys were saying, which is, you know, you're saying lower your expectations. um, And I want to say, expect that something crazy is going to happen during your half marathon. So what I mean by that is um, you might in your training, everything goes pretty smoothly, but during your marathon, you might get a leg cramp or you might get a blister or you might it might, the sun might be beating down on you while you're finishing the end of the princess half or something. And, and just know that as long as you keep moving forward, you're still, um, going to (laughs) finish or you're still like on the momentum to finish. So it's not like it's a long enough distance that like something is going to happen. That's going to be weird. You know, I can get through a 10 K with like nothing weird happening, but like a half marathon, I might have like a food thing happen in my stomach or I might have like I don't know I might get like a blister or something and and I just have to like expect something's going to pop up and just have this attitude of like whatever happens I'm just going to roll with it I can get through it yep yeah so one of the things um I pulled up a picture on my phone that I'm going to show all of you guys but nobody listening can. We'll, we'll hold it up to your microphone so the listeners <laughs> yeah so the listeners yeah. can can see um so this was after my very first half the walt disney world uh, wine and dine <laughs> can um, we just can i just describe what i'm seeing yeah. here <laughs> yes. so you have a picture of lexi looking adorable with her medal around her neck and she's got the like i don't know hands going um but then she's also got <laughs> ice packs wrapped around what looks like uh, maybe three or four parts of her body including her entire hip area and both of her knees yep yeah it's a lot of saran wrap yeah Yeah. a lot of saran wrap um a lot of ice packs a lot of dripping water um that was my first half marathon um and i was trained for it i thought i was doing good yeah (laughs) um but i think you know when especially when you're running at disney world you know, um, you can have great training, but you also have to remember, this is your first time doing something like this. And, you know, the important thing is I think what we keep going after is you keep putting one foot in front of the other. 
and you'll get to the finish line. And, you know, look at the costumes that are around you because they're going to be amazing. And that'll help you not think about the niggle that you have in your knee or whatever. Um, You know, take that second to look around you and be like, oh, my goodness, I am running at Walt Disney World in, you know, a place that some people honestly only dream about going or they only go once in their life. And you're getting to run down those streets with however many, I think Wine and Dine usually has, what, like 12,000 people? Have that snapshot moment in your head so that whenever you get home next week uh, or a month after, you can recall that picture and be like, wow, like it may not have turned out like I wanted to, or maybe it did turn out like I wanted to. And I have this thing that I can call on. And remember it for the rest of my life, regardless of whether you're there next year or you never do another half marathon again. Oh, I love that. You will remember. So hopefully you guys are running with friends when you're there. So, cause that makes a big difference too. Mm, when, you got, it does. When, you got, when you got a crew together, it makes the miles go by quick. It gets a bigger distraction. You got a cheerleader. If you don't have friends, make them on the course. Yeah. And, re- <laughs> and remember, yes. if you run, you are our friends. Yeah. So if you can find us and you can You can find Bob. <laughs> and if you yeah. And if you're if you're content to run that slowly, you can run with us. Like the like the A team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, minus minus me cuz I won't be there. Oh, no, nah, this time, but you'll be you'll be there in January. We're going to have so. a yeah. cardboard cutout of you, Lexi. It's fine. Yeah. I'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I was telling a friend that I wasn't going to be at Wine and Dine um, earlier today, and he was like, "Well, I mean, we're kind of like the same person. I can just have a voice box of you and just walk around carrying you, so you'll be there too." See <laughs> <laughs> so to record the laugh. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> we'll be getting done with the, the wine and dine half marathon, and then we'll all be cheering you on remotely for your marathon in New York. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. probably around the time y'all finish, I'll be starting or at least okay. arriving to the start line. I okay. don't know what my wave is yet, but. No, we'll find out later. Yeah. All right. My friends, I think I'd like to bring this to a conclusion. Let's summarize just a little bit. If you're heading to Wine and Dine and it's your first your first Disney event, your first half marathon, you're going to love it. You are, it's, it's one of the several folks here have said, I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten my first half at uh, Wine and Dine, and I never will. It's a wonderful event. Chris, Jen, thank you so much for joining us and lending your expertise we really appreciate it. I know our listeners appreciate it also. And uh, we look forward to seeing you down at uh, Disney World. Okay, my friends, let's move on. Uh, we got some feedback this week on that Join the Conversation link. That was a lot of fun. It's great hearing from you. We had some folks record some intros. Uh, if I can remind you what we're doing here, if you go to wherever you download our podcast, expand the show notes. There's going to be a link in there that says, join the conversation. If you click that link, it'll take you to a separate site where you can leave an audio recording for us, or you can just send a text message in there, but we'd love the feedback. And what I'm, what we're asking folks to do is to 
introduce the episode for us. Just when the alarm goes off, the next voice we hear will be you saying, hey, welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. So how about doing that for us? We think that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You can also, if you would, if you finish a race on the weekend, we love it. And we want you to still put those posts into Facebook because we love seeing the pictures. But if you want to leave us a little recording, maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute on how the race went, instead of me reading it when we get to the race report, we can just play you summarizing how your race went. So I think that would be pretty neat also. Let's take a look at what's coming up. Uh, Next week is our 50th episode. We've got a bunch of ask us anything questions, but we could always use more. Again, that join the conversation link is a great way to just leave us a recording so we can play your voice asking the question and then we can respond to it. Or you can email us thegang at riseandrunpodcast.com and we'll read your question and respond. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram, Rise and Run Podcast Facebook group rise and run pod on Instagram. Please join us there. Okay, my friends, that means it's time for the race report. I love the response we're getting to the race report. The number of you who are entering your information about upcoming races. It's really impressive. Since our file got lost and we rebuilt it as a Google doc, I used to take the old races and put them at the bottom of the file. So I didn't get rid of them. Now I'm deleting them. Even with deleting the races after they're accomplished, our race report file is now 22 pages long. That's really cool, guys. That's really neat. Yeah. Let's start on a rare Wednesday evening run in Corolla, North Carolina. The Outer Banks Lighthouse 5K. Amy ran that one. Amy said it was just a touch warm and humid. (laughs) It's warm and humid everywhere. Amy, especially in the South. She said it was cloudy during the race. Uh, Out and back, they used the lighthouse for a turnaround. That's kind of cool. A small race. I can imagine it being a small race on a Wednesday night, but she said she had a lot of fun and, uh, people, some people vacation in that area. Although most of the tourist season is over. Good job, Amy. Let's move on to Friday, the ninth to the lovely town. And I say that in all sincerity, the lovely town of bird in hand, Pennsylvania, because Friday night was the 5k now, I'll just go through who ran the 5K. Michelle, Tricia, Ralph, Patty, Benjamin, and Kalen. And those last five folks, I believe, are all one family. Uh, I saw Tricia. I saw Tricia Friday night. She was there. They have a nice pasta party. And uh, I was there, and Greg was there for the pasta party. He drove in. And John didn't make it for that. But he was there the next day. But the 5K ran. They had a good time. 
And then Saturday, woke up Saturday morning, and it was actually, I thought it was a little chilly. I don't, Greg, did you know what the temperature was? I, I didn't. So, Bob, according to my Garmin, uh, temperature at race start, so that was 7.30 in the morning, was a brisk 59 degrees. Oh, was but, it? Did it get into the 50s? Okay. But but when we got there, uh, it, it was there was a chill in the air, which was very, very nice. But um, as you and I noted a little later on, that didn't last long. Oh, no. And it, we figured it wouldn't once the sun came up. It was, just, it, it was a pretty day. But in the 50s, huh? Holy smokes. That's, uh, I won't see that. <laughs> I won't see that again until, I don't know, maybe December. We'll see. But uh, Greg and I ran the Burden Hen Half Marathon. We'll talk about it a little bit in just a moment. Let me go through the list of people who I have on my list, and I know this is not complete. I know there were others. And here's where I get into trouble because I can't always remember who was there. And if I start naming names, I miss somebody. But here's the list. Uh, in addition to Greg and I, Chris, Coach Twigs was with us. Jay, who I didn't, I don't recall seeing Jay. Michelle, I saw for sure. Susan, I saw. Trish, I mentioned earlier, saw her. Uh, Ralph is Trish's husband, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Sarah, I don't recall if I saw Sarah or not. And not on the list, although I know she was there because I saw her a couple times as Tara. Also not on the list is Susan. And Susan, Greg, that's I'm almost positive. That's who ran by us at the turnaround and said something about the rise and run crowd. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and we didn't. She was moving way too fast for us to see us. You know, she was just a blur. Correct. <laughs> she saw us in our shirts. Ah, let's take just a couple minutes because that was my first bird in hand effort and greg it was your second i'll I'll let you go first what do you think the thought that i've had not only after last year's race but also this year's race is as someone who lives relatively close to this race i am kicking myself that i have not gotten into this race sooner than i did no okay it's a great price it's an amazing event. It's extremely picturesque. Yeah. The community feel associated not only prior to the run, but during the run, the post-race activities. It really does embody community, the Lancaster community, the Amish community. Um, it's a really, really special event. And like I said, I'm just kicking myself that I never started doing it sooner. Yeah, I get it. Uh, this was my first a little bit more of a travel challenge for me, but that worked out pretty well. We got up there Thursday. We got up there Thursday evening. So we were there all day Friday, all day Saturday, left Sunday morning. Uh, worked out great. My first run back since having all that surgery, it went all well. Greg, I've said this. I'll say it publicly. Thank you for hanging with me. I really appreciated it. Um, we didn't we didn't set any land speed records, but that wasn't the mission the mission was to finish and we did that i had a tiny bit of trouble after about 10 and a half miles the course is pretty hilly and i had more trouble on the downhill than the uphill and started to hurt a little bit and got to the point where i told you all right that's going to have to do it i have to walk it in from here but uh i got up the next morning felt okay so 
We're making progress. I just have to be patient, which is not my strong suit. But uh, no, you you definitely talked to yourself a lot, and you know, and we talked yeah. through our strategy, and it worked out. And again, like you said, we accomplished our goal of upright with a smile on our face, and yeah. you know, and we had a smile on our face for a multitude of reasons. I mean, number one. Some of the views that we had, I mean, you know, Bob, yeah. some of the, the photos you took were absolutely gorgeous on the course. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. We had, you know, a couple of good chuckles with, uh, I know you posted this photo on Facebook, the, the road signs for the drivers that said, expect runners. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we had, you know, good laughs after that. You know, you were talking about Field of Dreams. I was mm-hmm. talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh-huh. You know, smiles on our faces based on the fact that, you know, we kept interacting with, listeners of the podcast uh members yeah, that, that was of, fun yeah members of customized training uh right you know a couple of times we were leapfrogging with the will run for podcast because all four of them um were there as well too you know we even smiled after the uh some of the on-course entertainment uh that we had you know there was the character stops of the uh horses that were just uh uh-huh. swaying their tails at us and uh the horse flies and, you know, the cows mooing at us. It literally reminded me of a run Disney race because there were people who were stopping mid run to go over to the fence of the farm to get, you know, a selfie with the horse. I, I know Tom from uh, will run for did that. Oh yeah. And of course, <laughs> then there was the, you know, the camel at mile camel. 12 and a half that they all helped bring us right. in. So again, lots of things on this course to uh, smile about. I thought you were going to leave out the camel there for a minute, Greg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, you mentioned, and you're correct, and here's where I'm not going to name names because there were so many people there that I would definitely leave someone out now. But uh, our friends from Customized Training were there, and our friends from Kevin's podcast group, The Extra Mile. He's got a little community he's got built there. And a lot of, a lot of overlap between the three groups, between The Extra Milers, The Rise and Runners, and The Customized Training Plan. So that was really nice. Uh, our friend Nate uh, arranged for a get together for dinner early at, early evening after the race, directly after the race. They have a wonderful barbecue spread there, community barbecue. John was part of that. Uh, John set a record for the number of desserts held by one person, I believe. Hey, I was training for wine and dine for the walk around. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. He got a bit of grief. I think Chris gave him some grief and, and took a photo of John Kerry and, uh, I don't know, six or seven desserts. I don't know. It was, but they it was five. It was, was a five. It was, it was five. <laughs> two ice creams, two whoopie pies, and a piece of cake. But they whoopie all weren't pie. for me. No, I had I had one of the ice creams. Whoopie pies. He didn't have any shoe fly pie. Did anybody try the shoe fly pie? I didn't see any. I I th- I thought I saw a piece on Friday night at the pasta party. But I think by the time I oh, went yeah. to go for the desserts, it, they were just left with ice cream and like the more traditional, um, you know, it was kind of reminded me of like a birthday cake or something like that. But yeah, yeah. you know, if, if you have ever been on the fence about this race, the post-race picnic alone is worth the cost of admission. And the fact that, I mean, it's one of those things where they open it up to the community. And again, yeah. I, you know, I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, the fact that, you know, Last minute, I told my wife and my daughter to drive out to, you know, come cheer and then participate in the picnic. John, you you and your wife came all the way from Jersey. You know, obviously, you know, they took donations and everything like that. But again, it was one of those things where 
if you were just associated with the race in some form, you were invited to that picnic at Mm -hmm. no cost whatsoever. And I just think that's awesome. It was. It was fun. It was excellent. It was a great weekend. You know, I came out there uh, to support you guys. You know, it's not that far of a ride. It's it was about two and a half hours. I've done that before more more than once. But it was great to support and cheer you guys on and meet some of the, the new friends out there. Oh, John, I was impressed that you did it. I, you know, I travel around here. I tell folks who race in Clearwater or St. Pete, I'll make the 20-minute trip. <laughs> I haven't driven two hours to cheer for anybody. So, anyway, I was glad to see you, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. We, yeah, we really appreciate it. And it was great seeing you run down that uh, that shoot. I know uh, Greg forced you, but it was uh, he it was did. tough. <laughs> he did. He absolutely did. He said, we're running. Come on, Bob. <laughs> Another, I want to start plugging Jeff's, Jeff Galloway's uh, half marathon weekend in March. That's another one of these community type activities. If you can get down to Atlanta in March and I'll, I'll have the dates on an upcoming episode. Uh, let's see how many people we can get there because obviously a lot of us get together at Disney and that's wonderful, but there are other site, other races where you see a large turnout from those groups I mentioned earlier. And it makes it's like a homecoming, makes it a lot of fun. Okay, friends, let's transition from the activities in central Pennsylvania. Go a little bit further north to continue with the report here. Let's go up to Holyoke, Massachusetts, where Jen ran the halfway to St. Patrick's Day 5K. And Jen is with us in the race report spotlight. Hiya, Jen. How you doing? I'm wonderful, Bob. How's it going? Oh, doing good. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate it. Of now, course, of course. We'll get to the standard questions in a minute, but let me start with the one that has me intrigued the most. A halfway to St. Patrick's Day event? How did that come to be? Do you know? Um, I actually don't know the exact years, but I can give you a little bit of history here. So, Go ahead. Yeah, cool. Um, Holyoke is a very um very popular town for just if nothing else the holyoke st patrick's day parade weekend um and that started in like 1950s 1956 i think um but it was that town was like uh founded by mostly irish people so um now it's now there's a lot of different you know ethnicities and races down there and but we all come together and we all become irish on st patrick's day and they started a road race in 1976, um, started with less than 200 participants. And then in 2019, there were 7,000 participants. Wow. So it became <laughs> one of the, yeah, huge. So it became one yeah. of the biggest um, races in Western New England. Um, people come from all over to do it. Um, even in 2022, there was 5,000. It was rainy, gross. There's 5,000 people that did it, even with the pandemic. Um, it was the first one back in person since the pandemic started. But Oh, there you go, um, yeah. I'm not sure how many years ago, but I was trying to look it up because I knew that you would probably ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was able to find results all the way back to 2016 for the halfway. So because the road race is such a big event, they decided to do like a halfway. And, you know, it, now in September, there's a halfway one. <laughs> And the road race is a 10K, so the halfway is obviously a 5K. <laughs> oh, that well, that makes sense, too. Did they have a good crowd? Yeah, it was pretty decent. Um, I looked at the results, and there, only 267 people were tracked 
uh, by race wire, which I think was weird, but there was definitely more people that ran um, just based on what I saw of, in the crowd. Um, and there was a nice little after party with music and food and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Well, I'll ask a little more about it in a minute, but I'll get back to the traditional. Uh, Jen, when did you get started running? Well, that's a, it's a, it's been an on and off thing my whole life. So when I was really young, I was, uh, I mostly sprinted because I played soccer. Um, oh, okay, sure. And then as I got older, I started to do gymnastics. I did a little bit of cheerleading, <laughs> which everyone kind of thinks is funny. But I, you know, I did cheerleading for like eight years because I like the competitive aspect. It's kind of like the movie Bring It On. <laughs> it's a very athletic event. It absolutely is. It it's is. Like, it takes uh, a lot of strength, a lot of energy, and a lot of endurance. It's um, like gymnastics, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I was in high school, I would like would run sometimes for exercise. And then when I got to college, I would on and off run again. Um, and then in 2013, my friend and I decided we were going to do a mud run, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. that benefited multiple sclerosis. My dad has multiple sclerosis. So we were like, we're going to do this fundraiser. We're going to do this mud run. Why not? It's super fun. Um, so we did that. And then we did that for six years. Um, the only year we skipped was the year she was pregnant. <laughs> because obviously <laughs> she couldn't do it. Good move. Um, Yes. Um, they actually, unfortunately, stopped doing it after the pandemic because it was too expensive to put on. But all that to say, I would on again, off again, like train and then stop and then train and stop. And I, I don't know why I would stop because I really enjoy running. I actually always really liked working out. Um, but for some reason, it was just one of those things that I kind of would just, I don't know, I'd fall off of. So um, a few years ago, a friend of mine did, went on a Disney cruise and did the castaway k and the same year was casey's first run in disney and she was texting me about that and my other friend was telling me about the the castaway k different periods of time of the year and i was like i really got to get involved in these disney runs um (laughs) so that all kind of like motivated me a little bit and then in 2019 the friend that i used to do the mud runs with was like hey i want to run a half marathon this year and i was like okay and she's like you're doing it with me and i was like twist my arm I'm always up to push myself so that year we did a 10 mile there and and, a, and I shouldn't have getting bronchitis for the half marathon but I still ran it and I didn't train and it was terrible yeah it's, it's <laughs> I did generally not, not feel fun, yeah. great mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I did not feel great after um but that re- that was in 2019 so that was really kind of when I started being like okay I really can't do this distance running thing if I train better um pandemic hit fell off a little bit but you know I was going to do a Star Wars run. I signed up. Casey had signed me up. I was going to meet Allie then, <laughs> um, and then it got canceled, um, or it went virtual. And did, I decided, yeah. yeah, I decided at that point to put my money towards the next time we were going to go to Disney. Um, so, springtime surprise was the first time that I was able to actually make it down there. So, fast forward through the pandemic because I was on and off again. I really decided you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And ever since then, I've really found, like, I've found my people. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I understand that. Um, I have a friend that consistently asks me, what are you running from? <laughs> <laughs> and I always tell him my thoughts and feelings. But, you know, obviously kidding. I just, running and when exercise has always been a really, like, strong influence in my life. It always makes me feel better mentally. It's great for mental health. And I just, I've always loved doing it. I just, for some reason, was falling off. But now I feel a lot more consistent and a lot better. I think that's a pretty common story, Jen. I think a lot of folks do that, especially folks like you and and many, many others who were athletic in school and then 
didn't have a reason to run because you weren't in your sport and you went back and forth and back and forth. And yeah. And then we found this and we found a new, a new home, so to speak. Exactly. And, you know, I met Allie for the first time in person at, we were like getting on, getting to the airport for a springtime surprise, which is really funny. How about um, that? But I've known her about her and I've like uh-huh. talked to her before that. Um, actually in 2019, the 10 miler we did was the same one I did this year. Um, and yep. Allie was actually there. I just didn't know her at the time. I, um, yeah, I understand so I she's a legend throughout New England. Is that true? <laughs> I think she's so. Not, I think so. I actually not. on the way home from work today saw a sticker from her skate shop on a car and sent her a picture of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and Very said, hey, nice. I spotted this in the wild today. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, she's not here to defend herself. So, uh, that's see Allie, that'll that'll teach you <laughs> all good things. All right, all good things. <laughs> so let me let me continue in this totally disorganized vein and get back to the uh, the five k uh, last Saturday. Uh, what can you tell us about that? I understand it was pretty warm. Yeah, it was. The high was eighty five, um, and uh, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording. We look and John helped us to look at the dew point was sixty four, which isn't terrible. Um, but the race was at 1 p.m. and it was sunny, full sun. So it's around a reservoir that has a lot of trees, but where the sun was made it so that there was absolutely no shade. Um, I mean, there were shady spots, but a majority of this 5K was run directly in the sun. So yeah, um, that's that tough. was, yeah, it, it was, I came out like I was going to race it the first mile. And after that, slowed down because I was oh, like, good. you know what? I'm going to do this as a fun run. <laughs> Good, good for you. Good, fun. Yeah, good decision. Yep. Yeah, that that direct sunlight will get you absolutely. Oh yeah, it made it infinitely warmer. But on the upside, this is a place that I, I used to live in Holyoke, so this is a place that I've run before, and it's a beautiful course. It's around a reservoir, um, so I knew it's actually it was actually kind of a blessing and a curse that I knew how much I had left, <laughs> <laughs> right? And knew where the slight inclines were because there's not many hills there, but they're like the end was. There was a hill at the end, and then there's an, the finish lines on an incline. So that was. That's not fair. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but we all made it. <laughs> I don't think anybody passed out. <laughs> That's good. Post race activities, nice. Yeah, it was wonderful. They actually had some food for the runners. Um, you can, you could have bought tickets for like family members or friends that were coming with you. Um, they were not supervising it super well, but I think that they just bought like with whatever money people paid they just paid enough to have the food um they had a band playing they had some face painting um the it was at an elk lodge so they had you know for those that wanted to partake they had some beer some trulies and all that and then there was uh some Holyoke vendors in the parking lot selling some of their stuff from like local businesses so there was like a lot of Irish decorations and stuff like that oh very nice very nice what's what's coming up for you Jen what's next on the run schedule uh, next is, I believe, October 16th is the date I have the Happy Valley Half Marathon, which is okay. in Northampton, Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Um, and then after that, I do another 5K in Northampton for, it's called the Hot Chocolate Run. And it's oh, yeah. for in support of uh, domestic abuse survivors. And then after that, I'm going to Disney and I am running my first marathon. So January. Outstanding. Yep outstanding yep. well, that was a, a fun sign up for me <laughs> oh yeah that's a big deal 
do the tra- do hey, do the training and you'll love it. Doing have my a, best. <laughs> have a good time. All right. And I can't wait to meet you guys there since I didn't get to meet you guys during springtime. Oh, you know, we look forward to that. Absolutely look forward to that. Jen, thanks for taking the time to join us. I always enjoy meeting new people and I look forward to seeing you in January. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'll come back sometime if you ever guys if you guys ever want me to, and I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Okay, thanks, Jen. Continuing on Saturday. Let's start with this one here. Our very own Alicia finished her virtual Boston Marathon. Alicia, what would you like to tell us about that? So, yes, I did the virtual Boston Marathon, which was supposed to be last year, but I was injured, so I wasn't able to do it the way I wanted to. Um, This was my fifth full marathon, which I'm very proud of that. Um, And I want to take a thank you. I want to take a second to tell a story about before I ran my first marathon, I was actually training for the Wine and Dine Half Marathon, and I was doing like a 10 or 11 miler um, run. And I was on a trail, and this there was this older gentleman, and I had stopped to tie my shoe because it had come untied. And he said, you look really strong. You're training for a marathon, aren't you? And I said, no, just a half. I don't think I'll ever do a marathon. He said, I bet you the next time I see you, you're going to have signed up for a marathon. I said, well, that's nice, but I don't think so. Two weeks later, I signed up for a marathon weekend. It was still open. Um, and it was week 14 that I started training, which is coming up here. I did see that guy again. I was doing a training run in between those. And I saw him and I said, guess what? I signed up for a marathon. He said, I knew you would. I never (laughs) saw him again after that. And I don't know if he was a guardian angel or just a lovely older man, but the fact that he told me I was strong and that I could do it, I really thought about that a lot during this fifth full marathon. And I hope that maybe somebody, a stranger or a friend of the podcast can tell you that you can do it too. Alicia, maybe he's listening. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? That's a neat story. And congratulations on finishing that. Thank you. We're proud of you. You know that. Yes. We are. We are. All right, let's finish. Let's continue, I mean. Let's continue on Saturday. Our buddy Jay did the four-day Ray Brewing 5K. A lot of A sounds in there. In Fishers, Indiana. Did not get rained out. They've had a bunch of rain up in that area, apparently. And this one... I don't know if it finished at a brewery, but I know Jay finished at a brewery, and that's not a bad thing. Our friend Margaret in Central Florida, she had planned to do a morning and evening run. The morning run was going to be in Castlebury, Florida, the Battle of the Bands 5K. Now, that one went. Margaret did that one. Margaret sent us her usual wonderful arrangement of photos. She was... Margaret never, Margaret's like several of our runners. They never disappoint in their costumes. Uh, I'm proud of her. Uh, Then that evening at the Daytona International Speedway, the run Daytona 5K was scheduled. It had to be postponed due to lightning in the area. So what happened is the next day, the 5K was scheduled like 45 minutes after the 15K. 
Margaret couldn't do them both. I'll, I'll continue this story when we get to Sunday. A new friend, Sayuris, did her first race ever on the runways at Stapleton Airport in Denver, the 5K on the runway. First ever, it was cold and wet. She posted her photos, and I love the look of joy on her face. It's really, I did it. I did my first 5K. Good for her. She'll be at Wine and Dine for the 10K. The Ned Ned Half Marathon in Nederland, Colorado. Victoria did that one. It was her 20th half. That's a good one. 20th half. Uh, and her first real trail race, she said. It was cold and foggy, which made for cool views and set the scene for this spooky season. Said it was 1,300 feet of climb on that race. That's more than I typically do in a year down here. And she did part of it listening to the podcast. Again, great photos on that one. The Suffer Fest 12K in Middleburg, Florida. Melissa, congratulations, Melissa, on finishing that trail run. Great photos of the trail. That one looked challenging. Melissa managed to find some hills in Florida. I don't know why she went looking for them, but she found them on the trail. Looked like a neat run. Let's move on to Sunday. Our buddy Chad. Uh, Chad did, he snuck off. See, he didn't want Coach Twiggs to know. So while we had Coach Twiggs occupied at bird in hand, Chad snuck off to another corner of the state of Pennsylvania and finished the Erie Marathon at Presque Isle, Pennsylvania. Chad, I haven't met Chad. I, I feel like I know Chad real well, but uh, I haven't met him. Uh, he's another big fella. He's down 45 pounds this year. When I say big, I mean tall. I know whenever I show up at an event that people know me and they know Chad, they're always going, are you taller than Chad or is he taller than you? We don't know. We've never been together. But uh, but Chad knocked this one off. He PR'd this thing by 11 and a half minutes. He and he finished, he finished in under 440. That's awesome, and Chad. That's really, I can't, that's really good. That is for a, for a big man. To run a marathon under 440, really good. Um, our buddy Laura from the Netherlands finished the, and I'm going to butcher this, but I'm just going to call it the single loop five milers in the Netherlands. Her first race since joining the customized training plan group and adopting the run, walk, run strategy. And her youngster, I, I don't know how old Walt is now, six months or so was waiting there at the finish line, checking out the medal. He bid on it to make sure it was real. Uh, Laura said it was warm and it was, went well. And she was surprised by how well the run-walk-run worked and how close she finished to her time that was predicted by the Magic Mile. I found those to be pretty accurate also. Uh, I had a bunch of folks who ran I did not hear from. I didn't hear from Joy, who did the Georgina Half Marathon in Georgina, Canada. Uh, didn't hear from Gabby, who told us she was doing Ironman in Wisconsin. I didn't hear from Lori, who had the Townsend 15K in Townsend, Tennessee. At least I didn't see them. If you put something on Facebook and I missed it, I'm very sorry. But I did look real hard, and I actually searched. There's one more here. Kate did the Seafood Fest 5K in Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. Oh, that's right near me. Is it? I didn't see anything from Kate there either. On Sunday, I said I'd talk more about Margaret. Margaret did do 
the 15K, the run Daytona 15K on the Speedway. Uh, at least part of this was right on the Speedway. She was dressed as Lightning McQueen for this one, but she couldn't do the 5K, like I said, because the 5K started 14, no, 45 minutes after the 15K, but still she got the Double Dare Challenge medal. Doing the 5 and the 15 is called the Double Dare. And then she hopped on a cruise ship. So she's probably not listening right now. She's probably on her way to Castaway K to do that 5K. Uh, one more I wanted to add. I saw this one in Facebook. Our friend Britt Lynn from up in Alaska. Now, Britt's on her way down here to Central Florida, I believe, but she's still up in Alaska right now. Almost positive. She did the 110 flights of stairs uh, for remembrance on 9-11. Did it in a gym is what it looked like. Cause I think she, I, again, I think she's down around Anchorage. No, 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 no. She's up around Fairbanks. That's right. Uh, she did it with what we used to call chicken plate, which is body armor. I don't know how much it weighs these days. I haven't seen it for a long, long time. It used to be really, really heavy. And I don't want to let this pass without mentioning that a whole bunch of folks posted that they, did a run dedicated to Eliza, who was so tragically killed a couple yeah. of weeks ago. So, I mean, I appreciate the effort that was put out by everyone there. Uh, reminder how to get into the race report. There's a post attached to the top of the Facebook page. You can either, it's a Google Doc. Uh, folks have a hard time doing it on their phone, and, and I would too. On the computer is much easier. There is an app you can use on the phone, but it's just as easy if you leave a comment. I'll put it in there for you. No problem at all. All right. Before we leave, hey, John, any reviews this week? Yeah, we got a review. So positive and uplifting by slogging away in Oregon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> yeah, me too. This is the podcast that I can't wait to listen to every week. And yet I have to save my long runs to make the miles fly by. The gang is a fun, diverse group of runners who offer encouragement and great training tips. I always look forward to hearing how their week has been. Thank you for all your stories, fantastic guests, and Disney knowledge. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. I'm thinking as I'm watching the clock on this one that uh, this is probably a good one for this long run weekend. I think this one's going to run pretty long. Our buddy Chad this morning on Customized Training uh, was giving me the business. He said that these need to be four hours long. And I'm thinking, yeah, probably not. And I don't think Greg would like that either because he's got so much editing to do, but uh, yeah, thanks. We, we genuinely appreciate you when you take the time to leave a review. We love hearing from you. We'd love hearing from you in that join the conversation link. So uh, yeah, we just, we just love the community that's being built here and we're so happy that you're a part of it. Our Thursday night Zoom call is this week, uh, September 15th. I will have login instructions posted before this podcast drops. Before we go, I want to thank once again, Jen and Chris for joining us. Thanks for imparting your knowledge about half marathons. And we genuinely appreciate it. My friends, and if you run, you know by now that you are our friends. It's our favorite time of the week. But sadly, it's time we've got to go. Until we meet again, happy running. 
The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.